I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We are talking to Sam today, who is like our Instagram friend. Yeah, really. (laughs) We chat all the time. We went through our pregnancies together. So we're so excited to be able to have her on this uh, podcast today. Sam is sharing her second birth, which was a birth center birth. And I know we were kind of feeling the same way at the same time, just being like over being pregnant. So many similarities in your story and Sam's story. It's actually really funny. <laughs> I know. And you like everyone gets to that point in pregnancy where you're like, all right, I'm, I'm just done. Yeah, and very true. We, we got to that point in a similar time. And then I remember seeing Sam's, you know, her post, she just decided she was going to surrender to it and just accept it. And guess what? 
that's when the baby finally decided to come. Isn't that funny how it works like that? (laughs) It really does. It always does. It's funny because, you know, it's not your time anymore. It's the baby's time. Exactly. Yeah, her second birth really, I mean, it was, it's a good story because it was fast and quick, but I think it was, she ended up getting exactly what she wanted in the end. So it's a, it's a really cool story. So if you guys are liking what you're hearing, go ahead over and subscribe and rate and review. That really helps our podcast grow and we really appreciate it. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Welcome, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to finally have you on. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Okay. Um, So I am married to my husband, Kyle, and we have a two-year-old daughter, Sawyer, and our eight-week-old today, Knox, um, son. Oh, cute. Um, Originally from Arkansas, but we're in the (laughs) metro Atlanta area now. Awesome. So when did you guys decide to start your family and what was your journey like to getting pregnant with your first and your second? Well, um, we like to joke that we don't like to plan. Um, (laughs) So the first time we got pregnant um, was actually a surprise and um, we actually lost that baby. Um, And then um, had another miscarriage a few months after that miscarriage. So we kind of decided that maybe we'll, we'll just have pets for a while mm-hmm. and travel mm-hmm. and enjoy life. And then we got pregnant oh. <laughs> unexpectedly <laughs> a few months later when we decided that. Of course. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes for us. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, a few months after we found out we were pregnant with my daughter. So wh- what was your pregnancy like with Sawyer? It was, um, I like to joke the movie, um, what to expect when you're expecting. Mm -hmm. Anyone knows that movie, the lady who owns like the maternity store and is all about birth and pregnancy and has like a terrible pregnancy. That's me. Oh no. no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I got so sick instantly and we were moving. We just bought a house because that's also how that happens. Yeah, of course. So we were in the process of moving and I was about six or seven weeks and just started getting super sick needed IV fluids and then um, projectile vomiting all day every day had to keep like bags in my car because I would always throw up like as soon as I got in the car like driving down the interstate so yeah that's always fun (laughs) so it was rough like I felt bad because I wanted to be um you know, one of those like glowing moms who's like a goddess and yeah. I pregnancy and birth. And, you know, way before I ever got pregnant, I was into birth. And um, yeah, it didn't happen for me like that. I was just super sick. And then second trimester, I felt better and got a little bit of energy. And then all of a sudden I like exploded and ballooned up and was oh, no. swollen and had a lot of super swollen, a lot of back pain and stuff. So I was really ready. Um, for her to be born <laughs> yeah I'm sure he had a couple of weeks of like oh I can do this whole pregnancy thing and then yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah. so did you know with Sawyer that you wanted to have a natural birth like did you always know that or was that something you kind of decided during your pregnancy like doing research and stuff so like with everyone I watched the business of being born mm-hmm. um but I watched it early on in college um probably like 2011 when it was on Netflix still. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I kind of always knew I wanted a natural birth because I remember a teacher in high school talking about her birth and like she was scared of needles. And I was like, yeah, I don't like needles either. I'm going to have a natural birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the business being born kind of got me into that, um, got me really interested in birth and stuff. And then I found podcasts um, before I got pregnant with Sawyer, even I would listen to birth podcasts. So I was dead set on having a natural birth with her. Um, but at the time, um, I was too scared to like go and drive to Atlanta because it's about 45 minute to an hour drive. Um, and that's where all the birth centers were. And then home birth still um, was way too scary for me too. So our, um, we had, my OBGYN clinic had a midwife team and I thought that was a good compromise and it was the best of both worlds because I could see a midwife but be comfortable in a hospital setting for our first because we just didn't know. Right, right. So I went into it like planning and reading, you know, all Ina Mae's books and um, all the things that everyone does <laughs> that's in a natural birth. Um, <laughs> But like we all know, with hospital births, it usually doesn't, I mean, it does work out sometimes for a lot of people, but also it's not the best environment to like promote a natural birth, especially for your first when you don't know what yeah, you're doing. There's a lot of intervention. So when, why don't you start, how did you know you were going into labor with Sawyer and were you overdue or how, go into that a little bit? So um, with her, I just knew I was going to be like, wasn't going to carry her to my due date. Um, which I also thought that this time, but ha, um, but I just knew like everyone said I wasn't by looking at me cause I was so big and they're like, you're not having that baby then like you'll have it before then. Um, and so, but with her it was like a week long or ordeal because again, first time mom, you don't know, but I learned second time mom, you also have no idea because it's yeah. so different, but I woke up. It was like Mother's Day was the start of everything. And my husband actually didn't think you celebrate Mother's Day yet until like you actually have a baby. And so <laughs> I was like in a terrible, terrible mood that day, like awful, um, not talking, pretty <laughs> angry. So I um <laughs> so I I remember I like wanted him to take me to Home Depot um to get flowers for myself to plant for Mother's Day because I was in like this mood. But I started having the like lightning crotch sensations um shoot down my legs and everything and that freaked me out because you know I hadn't had that at all that pregnancy and so I thought maybe something was happening and then I think in the middle of that night I sat up and had this gush of fluid which I wasn't sure if it was my water or not um but it turns out like I had an appointment that day with my midwife, it turns out it was like cervical fluid, which I didn't know was like a thing. You can get a gush of that. Um, but then every night that week I would have like cramping in the middle of the night. So like didn't sleep all week thinking, is this it? Is labor? And then had like, you know, some spotting and stuff. Day and night that week, I started actually having timeable contractions um, that really picked up in the middle of the night. And then Thursday night again, <laughs> five minutes apart and at the time I thought painful whatever the rule is the one four one 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 four whatever um because it was still like a 15 to 20 minute drive in my mind I'm like oh this baby's coming fast we you know I don't want to wait you know any longer the plan was to labor at home but in my mind I'd been laboring at home all week and was about to lose it so 
we went to the hospital. <laughs> so, so on our way to the hospital and um, we got to the parking lot and didn't know where to park. So that's when I kind of was like starting to get like freaked out, I guess, like at the intensity of the contractions and was getting frustrated at like any speed bump or anything. Um, but we go in and I didn't think to call ahead, you know, cause I was like, I'm in labor. I didn't think to call and check in. Um, and it was my least favorite midwife on call. I'd met with almost all the midwives in that practice. Um, and I love them all except this one. And like the first time she met me, um, she mentioned my weight and I had like a rule with everybody there, like they knew not to tell me my weight or how much I'd gained. They usually just said I was doing good. I'm not to worry about it, but I didn't look at the scale mm -hmm. just because it was like a head trip for me. And the first time she met me, she said, so you've gained a lot of weight. What <gasps> happened? Like told me the exact number and stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> like, no, my jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was like the last few weeks of my pregnancy too. So she was trying to tell me like to walk and stuff and I'm like yeah I know <laughs> you know like I need to be walking more and she was trying to go over my diet and my background um my first degree actually I studied nutrition and stuff and I was a personal trainer for a while so it's like I get it like I know um but yeah just a terrible first-time experience she was really rude and anyway so I get there she's my least favorite one on call and she's like um well you're at a two so what we can do is let you walk for a couple hours and then check you again. And then we can start talking about, um, like she brought up Pitocin and I was just like, what? Um, Cause she's, you know, a midwife. She's supposed to be like, not for yeah. that or that's yeah, like- Yeah, not pushing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. last possible option. And, um, and she was talking about induction and stuff. And I was like, what? I was like, well, I wanna have a natural, or before I said, I wanna have a natural birth. I was like, well, I'll just go home if that's okay. Um, cause I don't want to be here. I'll just go home and, you know, deal with it some more if I'm not that far. And she said, um, well, I don't know how, like it, you look like you're having contractions or it seems like you might be like questioning whether I was or not. Wow. And she was like, tried to scare me about the pain. And she's like, I don't know. Your plan is for pain management, trying to like scare mm -hmm. me. If I went home, like <sighs> it would get more intense. And I was like, I'm not here because of the pain. I'm here because they were getting close together, but the pain is not, you know, it's manageable. And she was just like, you know, trying to scare me and stuff. And I was like, it says in my chart that I want to be natural. And she was like, well, I see 40 something patients a day or something. I was like, you just saw me a couple of weeks ago. And she's got all snarky and talked about how many people she sees in a day. Like I was like nothing, you know, like how she's supposed to. You're a number. I was like, you shouldn't read my chart. Like there's nothing in there out of my chart the whole time I'm like what so I was in tears and I wanted to go home and she gave me um I hadn't slept all week and that was the main thing is I was kind of delirious so she gave me something that's like comparable to Benadryl um and I was out in the car like on our way home I was like knocked out before we even left the parking lot but I was still feeling the contractions and kind of like wake up for them but then I would be able to like fall back asleep um, so I left feeling super defeated and like, I'm crazy. And obviously I'm not that tough and I have no idea what's going on with my body. And, um, this, yeah, defeated, we went home and I took a bath and felt kind of fell asleep in the bathtub. And, um, anyways, they kind of died out again in the morning. So I was like, I really am crazy. Like, obviously I don't know what labor is. I have no idea. Um, 
<laughs> and so um, my friend convinced me by that like late afternoon to take, um, uh, well, I was still having contractions throughout the day. Like they did, but they just tapered out. Like we're very far apart. And I had people saying that I wasn't in labor and like a family member was texting me saying, well, maybe when you go in for your appointment Monday, and this was like Friday, I was like, I kept convincing people, no, I really am in labor. Like I really am having contractions. I think because most people, you go to the hospital and you're at a two and you get induced and you, you know, like you're in labor and whatever. So I had to convince everyone, no, I really am in labor. It's just, it's just taking forever. Um, so my friend convinced me that late afternoon to take castor oil. Oh, <laughs> been there. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, um, but like her book, she has this like doula book. It said to take a large amount. I was like, I'm not taking that much. So I think I did like maybe a tablespoon. Um, because the book said like four tablespoons or something like ridiculous. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm too scared. Like, I'm scared to take it anyways. I'm just going to take a tiny bit. Um, I thought it didn't work. Took a nap. Woke up a few hours later and it had worked. Um, well, at first, like, it just did what casserole normally does. And I was like, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> All I'm going to do is, like, be sick to my stomach. But then mm -hmm. contraction started and I started picking up really fast. And by then... Um, I didn't want to time them anymore. Like my husband had timed them all week and I was like, we're not timing them anymore. I'm not really in labor. Like it's not real. Like it's all in my head. So apparently like he heard me, I was taking a shower and he was timing them because he could hear me. Um, and that carried on into this pregnancy too. And this birth, um, most recent one, like he knew and would time my um, contractions, but just wouldn't tell me. And he was like, um, they're two minutes apart. <laughs> like I wasn't convinced. I was not convinced and I wasn't going to go back in unless I absolutely knew I was going to have a baby. Um, but when he said they were like two minutes apart, I was like, okay, well just call first and, and we'll see. And so he called and the midwife on call happened to be like my favorite. And she was there. Um, I saw her the most, like I had the most appointments with her just because I liked her so much. And she actually is at the birth center now. Um, which oh, was, wow. yeah, it was like worked out, but anyways, I cried. I was delirious, but I cried, like was so happy. She was on call and I was like, okay, we'll go. Plan to have a natural birth, but things picked up so fast. And then they make you lie on, lie in the bed and be monitored and you couldn't move. I was on a 45 degree angle, um, hooked up to the monitor and I had a new nurse that was like training with her preceptor. So I guess she wanted to do a really good job but I couldn't move at all in active labor. Um, I couldn't do anything. Like I got to be up when I first got there, but then they'd have to monitor me for 20 minutes stretches. Well, and I just thought I was like weak or something that I couldn't do that. Um, and then at one point, and they kept pushing, you know, an epidural. And I said, please don't ask me. Don't tell me like, I don't want to be asked. I want to have a natural birth. And they would always ask in the middle of a contraction, you know, are you sure, you know, you only have this much time and I don't know, oh. they just kept on. And then that last time I was hooked up to the monitor, I didn't know I couldn't move and it had to be for 20 minutes. And I got a really strong contraction and I was like, can I sit up please? So my husband could like push a hot water bottle on my back. And she's like, yeah, cause I just couldn't take it anymore. Well then she's like, okay, well we have to restart cause I have to have a 20 minute <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. like 40 minutes. And I just, you know, I, in my mind, which is 
you know, I, I tried to work on like hypno tracks and stuff the, um, during my pregnancy, but in my mind, I just visualized my pelvis was like glass and shattering. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like what I, it felt like or what I could like compare it to. Oh. And so, and then they asked, of course, are you sure you don't want epidural? And finally I was like, okay, whatever, you know? Um, and it was like instantly the mood lifted for them. Like they turned on the lights they were in a much better mood. They were making small talk. In comes this corny anesthesiologist cracking jokes, mm. you know, yeah. and I felt like defeated and was honestly the scariest part for me was the epidural. And, you know, I knew all the adverse side effects you could have from it. And then he's saying, oh, you have scoliosis. So this could not work. It could paralyze you. All this stuff, like all of a sudden, like it just was happened really fast um it's so crazy because I had that same experience with my first and I have scoliosis and the same thing and it was like terrifying right and I was like this is the first I'm hearing of it this is the first anyone's mentioned my scoliosis and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it all of a sudden you're telling me like what and then then it's like is it too you know they've already got me prepped is it too late for me to be like oh no thank you I've decided against it like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you know right and looking back I was right at transition and Mm -hmm. I you know I knew that but in the moment you're just kind of delirious you know like I think because I was so tired too like I thought I was talking out loud but maybe I wasn't when I was saying like don't offer it maybe I I don't know I I just couldn't advocate for myself yeah Um, I totally understand that (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, um, and then they were saying like, it's absolutely important. You do not move at all during a contraction while we're doing this. And mm-hmm. I'm like an active, like labor transition, it's intense and I can't move. Like it was just, that was the worst part. The scariest part of that whole labor, um, was that moment. I was just like terrified and I felt like a failure. And then I was like, kind of out of it and I think I said like oh she's gonna my midwife she's gonna be mad at me or disappointed or something and the nurses told her that and I was so embarrassed and she's like I'm not mad at you but it was like embarrassing you know I was like I know I don't know oh my it just, gosh it was, it was traumatic like yeah um, I bet. and then also like I had people tell me like the whole pregnancy like you don't get a gold star for a natural birth like there's no trophy mm. why do you want to do that you want the meds and so all those people that I was like gonna prove wrong you know I was like oh they won um but I was able to take Mm. a nap I was like up for so long that week and no sleep that it was nice that I could nap and the epidural allowed me to like feel her come down and like um I was at a 10 but my midwife let me sit for a little bit longer which was so bizarre to some of my friends they're like why aren't you pushing it um that was cool that I was able to like calmly feel her work her way down and then come back up. And, you know, I felt pressure and everything, but it was, you know, so that was kind of cool that I experienced that. And, um, but when I was pushing, there was like a nurse came in with a bouquet of flat, like someone had sent flowers and I'm like spread Eagle pushing and in comes a nurse with flowers right in the middle pushing. And then I remember two other nurses are standing in the corner, like small talking. And so it was just, yeah, it was just not That's like it was so weird. Definitely had like a high afterwards and it was awesome and I felt so strong and definitely like baby drunk and it was awesome. But looking back, especially with this pregnancy, I reflected a lot and it was just a lot of stuff like that that made me cringe and like having family members come in right after and I didn't know who like Ugh. let them in and I'm like spread eagle getting like a stitch and um 
completely topless. Total mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the most awkward pictures of my life. Like I keep them like, oh, it's the worst <laughs> moment of my life. <laughs> like, it's just so weird. I have those too, uh, where there's like fat coming out from weird places and your hair's a mess. It's like, who took these? Like, why did these exist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't that I'm, I, those like the state of my body didn't bother me. It's just like the family member in there in those pictures while I'm naked. Like that yeah, is exactly. so awkward to me. So um yeah it was it was yeah so this time around I like um wanted to do it yeah so I guess sure. after that you were like okay next time I'm actually going to do it naturally because that wasn't ideal for you know what you had in mind right so is that how did you decide right away that you wanted to switch to a birth center for your second um so actually like another baby like I always wanted kids to, like I thought two years apart mm -hmm. would be awesome and they'd be close, but then I decided to be insane and go back to school and um, was trying to get into nursing school. So I had like, did not have a right. baby on the radar because like I said, we don't plan. It just happens to us <laughs> and we don't, <laughs> we're not trying. Um, yeah. So then it, I guess it Surprise. happened when you <laughs> weren't expecting it. Yeah, I was actually... I was um, weaning my daughter. She was about like 15 or 16 months and I started weaning her at night. And so um, that doesn't oh, yeah. take apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny. We had tried like the summer before because there would have been this whole past spring. I didn't have classes. So it worked out perfect, but it didn't work out. Um, it didn't happen that way. So I was like, okay, well, we need to stop. You know, no, we're not trying anymore and we'll just see. Um, what happens once I'm in school like maybe next summer but we can't plan so um, I was actually in like leading up to this big healthcare entrance exam I had to take to get into the nursing program that whole week I was like faint feeling and like kept feeling like I was going to pass out and like really tired and I was like I'm just so tired of feeling this way I don't know what's wrong with me and um, at the test I like dry heaved a couple times, but I thought it was my nerves. I didn't think anything about it. Um, my husband's big Christmas party. I got really sick and I was really disappointed in myself because I thought I like behaved responsibly and drank responsibly. And I didn't understand why I was so sick. Um, <laughs> and then later that week we had dinner with our friends who, um, who was pregnant and she offered me wine and I was like, no, I'm not drinking ever again. <laughs> And she's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. Um, and that night we stopped at CVS on the way home and I about like dropped in the floor. I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound so like you were expecting that at all. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, complete shock. Um, so yeah, that's how those things happen. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. So then what, what did you think initially? Did you go back to your OB or your midwives or what did you do? So at first, like, I hate to say I was in denial, but I was just shocked and I'd worked so hard to get into nursing school and did so well on that big entrance exam that I like, I couldn't even like wrap my brain around it. Like, what are we going to do? Because it would, of course, like the dates would line up with right when the fall semester started. I just needed mm -hmm, time to yeah. process. And then we ended up going to Florida, um, for Christmas with my husband's family, like a little mini vacation. And so, you know, I waited a few weeks um, and then we decided, well, 
I, it's not that I like wasn't happy to have him. So glad he's here now, but I was like, well, if I have to do this, if I have to have another baby and be pregnant, I'm going to do the birth center. Um, and I'm going to do it like how I wanted it and get the experience I wanted, um, the first time, which was my daughter, the birth center was just getting off its feet too. So I, there wasn't really much like advertisement for it. I didn't know anybody who'd used it, but since then, like I had a really good friend who had just delivered there. So I, and then I found out my midwife I loved, um, worked there. And so it was an easy decision. I was like, I'm going to make the most of this pregnancy and I'm going to go to the birth center. And then COVID hit. <laughs> um, and that's like changed the way they did things, I assume. Oh yeah. Um, so we finally got accepted around like 14 weeks. Um, but I was like so excited for my first appointment. Um, I mean, cause the facility is just gorgeous and it's so comfortable. And they had this awesome, like station set up in the lobby for kids. And each room had like little kid chairs and puzzles and just activities. So you could like bring your children with you. And I just envisioned like bringing my daughter and having hour long meetings in these big comfy chairs, um, sipping tea that they make you and you know, like I was really looking forward to that. And I had one real appointment there. Um, and it actually like, even that appointment, like I just found out um, in the parking lot that a good friend from high school had committed suicide. So wow. even that, like, it was just a wild pregnancy, but that kind of tainted the experience. Um, and a lot of people talk about postpartum depression, but I always get like prenatal or um, depression. I'm always pretty depressed in the first trimester, just, I think being so sick, um, and just feeling like out of control with your body and everything. I always get pretty depressed. Um, it was like gross weather and it just, um, and I just found that out. So we had like a good hour appointment in like the cozy room and it was nice, but I feel like I came off as like emotional. Like I flagged high for depression and stuff, which I was like, I promise I'm not this you know, like down and I don't know. So I had one good appointment and then COVID hit and then, um, it got like email that they were changing their appointments. And at first it was going to be every other month. And then, um, then it went to like every other month is an appointment and in between is telehealth, but your actual appointments are going to be like drive-through clinic and, then you go in for your physical exam, which is only a few minutes, you know, long. So you do all your like main talking on the phone before you go in to the birth center. Mm -hmm. um, and the next time I went in, they had stripped everything. No, like furry rugs, no comfy chairs. They switched to like plastic. Um, they had like real like sheets or like, I think on the bed or the um, exam tables and they switched to, like paper and just super like sterile and stuff. Cause they had to be, but it was like, I really had to deal with that whole experience um, being gone because I'm such a birth nerd. Like I was looking forward to that experience, you know, that like coziness and the connection. And oh yeah, of course, like that's, I mean, that's why you went with a birth center and I'm sure that would be super I struggled with the same thing. Yeah, Kelly had the yeah. same problem and she thought switching would help and it, it didn't it did necessarily not help. help. It's just kind of like everyone's got the same issues and it's just very Sucks. unfortunate yeah. time for people to be pregnant and not be able to get that experience. Yeah. That um, when I first, when COVID first like happened, I thought, well, 
I'm not one of those COVID pregnancies. Like I thought I felt bad for the moms who were like almost full term or Mm -hmm. their last trimester and it was affecting them. I'm like, it's not going to affect me by August. It's going to, you know, like there's no way. That's what we said too for Kaylee. I was like, no way. I kept saying, I was like, guys, I feel like it is. I was like, no way. Yeah. I'm like, see, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept expecting them to be like, okay, that was just for a month or two. And now we're back to normal and it wasn't. And so <laughs> that, I mean, the one good thing about COVID was we didn't get out and my husband started working from home. And so I felt like we got that extra family time. Um, like mm, I mourned like not being able to like go do like the zoo and stuff before, you know, her last time being an only child, but we still um, got a lot of family time and I was able to like not be around people and their negative comments versus like mm-hmm. my first pregnancy, people saying snarky stuff about like natural birth and stuff. This time I um, kept, to our, we kept to ourselves. So I wasn't around a lot of people. The only people I talked to were like my friends and stuff who were supportive. And um, the first pregnancy, like I listened to a lot, you know, birth podcasts over everything. This time I only listened to births that were how I wanted to have or the type of birth I wanted to have. So that's how I found y'all. Um, mm-hmm. just really looking for like only natural birthing and stuff. So it was crazy. You guys had just started. Um, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Time. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so I would like listen, um, every day on and go on walks and just kind of get my head right. So that was like one positive of COVID is I could really like focus on having a natural birth and the birth I wanted, um, until school started in like June. But <laughs> before that, like I had this whole time to like mentally, prepare I guess or like think about mm-hmm. like happy positive verse so um, exactly yeah it really does um it, it, it really is difference. so beneficial to listen to stories like that oh, my gosh mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. I didn't want to listen to, I, I didn't even like to listen to like any transfer bursts or anything like that um, no the t- mm-hmm. I had a 10 pound baby in the car burst like <laughs> this time, you know because that was one of my fears is like because it was all the way in Atlanta um, that, mm-hmm. you know, I would have, because everyone's like, oh, your second time is going to be so much faster. Um, so that was yep. like my one fear. And for some reason, like shoulder dystocia, I have no idea why, but this time around, like that would pop up in different stories and stuff. So I would like block that out and not listen yeah. to anything or read anything like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Um, well, I, I know um yeah. experience this case with summer yeah. <laughs> but everyone was like oh summer pregnancies are the worst blah 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 and you know for the longest time like it's really not that bad it's really not that bad and then July hit and all of a sudden I was like oh it's awful like it's 100 degrees <laughs> and humid and again I exploded the last trimester and mm-hmm it was just, it was miserable. Like I was so hot and so large and I was like, okay, I get it now. Like I'm ready to be done. Like it was painful to walk. Um, cause I walked the whole pregnancy until July hit and I was just like, I don't think I can do it. Like I can't breathe. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so, <laughs> so I was, um, and also, so my first semester of nursing school started in June, which the whole winter spring, I wasn't sure if I was going to accept my acceptance in a nursing school I thought maybe I'll take a year off I didn't know but then when I got the acceptance I was like I can't I worked too hard to get in and the momentum of going back to school so ended up 
going back, classes started online in June, thanks to COVID. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. So the semester ended, I had finals. And then um, the next week, I was like 37 weeks. And um, then I had like an impromptu baby shower someone did last minute, which I didn't think I, you know, I hadn't planned to have a shower. So I had like baby things. And um, my husband got us a house cleaner for our anniversary, like just a one-time deal, but a good like thorough scrub, which I highly recommend. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody who's like, that's like an excellent baby shower gift is like get a mom a house cleaner to have her house like scrub. Yeah, really? Oh my gosh. I have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, So after that, I was like, okay, you can come now. And I thought for sure he would come early because I had my daughter at 39 weeks. Yeah. And so I thought second time babies come sooner. Right. <laughs> Which I know also like, you can't think that stuff because it doesn't work out that way, but mm-hmm. I know it's so hard to not yeah. go off of how yeah. your last baby came. came. <laughs> yeah. So, and I also thought because school was done and the house was clean, my body, because I'm such a birth nerd and listen to all this, my backs and know it was time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it didn't, it didn't know. It was so your dream came and went. <laughs> well, no, actually it, so, I mean, I still had time, but I was like really trying to do all the things uh-huh. just dates and evening primrose oil. And, um, with my daughter, I took evening primrose oil, but I didn't do it insert it vaginally. Cause I was like, that is mm-hmm. too much. But this time around, I was like, I'm going to insert it vaginally too. <laughs> do it <laughs> like, all. I don't care. And I would make like a huge picture of red raspberry leaf tea and nettle tea like I would steep a huge thing of it and just drink it all day long he needs to come before classes start in the fall or in August that way I would have um Mm -hmm. at least a week or two to like get settled in and get established with like breastfeeding and stuff before classes start but you can't make babies do (laughs) I really thought like I could I could will him into coming out but it just didn't work so the week before classes started, I like had to have this serious heart to heart, like he's not coming. I need to prepare mentally for school and get my stuff in order to go to school. And then once it was like the week classes started, I was like, well, you can't come now because I cannot miss the first day. Because in my mind, that was like a big ordeal. Like I don't need to miss the first day. I'd emailed my teachers like a month ahead of time. They knew the situation. I think at the, that week I was like, I'm still pregnant. I hope, you know, hopefully I will see you Thursday. Um, and then that first day of class, I like, what? I didn't have anything to wear either. I was like, you know, that's another thing with COVID and being pregnant. I didn't have to worry about like wearing anything. Like I just wore like huge sundresses or um, like my husband's shirts. But I was like, I have to go out in public. I don't know <laughs> what to wear. <laughs> so, and I'm like, you know, 10 years older than all my classmates. So I waddle into the first day of class. And just all eyes on me. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm still pregnant. Um, So I was just like, this is surreal. Um, And so for like fun facts, when we go around the class and to like introduce ourselves and fun facts, I'm like, I'm doing four days. Um, (laughs) If you can't tell, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't remember when I called, but maybe after class Thursday, I called um, the birth center and I'm totally against, I say that, like I eat my words a lot each pregnancy and with, as my kids get older, um, like no screen time and stuff, COVID and pregnancy change that. Like (laughs) I've always been against like interventions and I've always said babies will come when they're ready 
and you know all the normal stuff but I started to freak out and I was like okay I need to he needs help coming out like maybe I should have my membrane sweeped which I've been totally against like I just thought it's unnecessary why would you do that unless you're overdue I don't know something snapped and I was like maybe they'd sweep my membranes maybe that would work and um because I wasn't technically overdue yet I was like two or three days to my actual due date um they normally don't do it until you're past due like maybe 41 weeks and they talk about it and so she said she would have to talk to the team because they make decisions as like a midwife team which I kind of think is cool um and then get back to me but she understands like totally valid why I'm feeling that way and why I'm wanting it and they understand right right I guess backtrack a little bit too I was starting to freak out because I don't know if you have heard of the theory about like the purple line kind of up your butt crack Mm -hmm. okay so I just heard about it this summer and um the last week or so I had it my friend who's a labor and delivery nurse you know we'd read articles on it and there's like this chart and stuff and we would talk about it and it's like we decided it was a thing and I had it and I, you know, started to drive myself crazy checking constantly, but I had, it. so <laughs> I'm like losing my mind or I am dilated. Like, so I, you know, I just, at that point, I wasn't sure what I was thinking or feeling anymore. I was like, I don't, I don't trust my body again, or I don't know. Cause I felt like labor was going to start like for the two weeks leading up to that. Like I felt like it was coming. So anyways, we get there. Um, and she talks me through it and she's like, if you're sure you want to do it, she's like, I'm going to check you first just to make sure you're dilated. Cause we don't do it unless you're dilated to a certain amount and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dilated to a four and I was wow. like, my wow. mind was blown. Wow. That's um, not bad. <laughs> yeah. But I had been walking around dilated to a four, like when, um, it took so long to get to a five with my daughter and be admitted into the hospital. Like, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what? I was like, okay, so maybe all the stuff I've been doing works. Oh, I also had like been curb stomp walking mm-hmm. for like a couple weeks too. So I was just, <laughs> <laughs> more, <laughs> I felt crazy. So the fact that I actually was like dilated that far, um, yeah, I felt better about myself and like my body. And I was like, okay. And she's like, so you're a good candidate. Um, t- for membrane sweep and I forgot what scale it is but based on that um there was a highly likelihood of being successful and usually like it's within 24 to 48 hours after your sweep that you'll go into labor nice um <laughs> that's exciting so I was like okay <laughs> and I, I had also heard which is so silly like because I want to have a natural birth but I was scared it was going to hurt um the sweep because I'd heard it could be super uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and I didn't feel a thing. So apparently like when your body is really close to being ready, um, it doesn't hurt. So, um, super painless. I left feeling like, um, victorious because I was dilated so far already and, um, had my sweep. We expected for me to go into labor like soon. And we got, you know, our affairs in order and got my daughter, um, to family members house to stay and waited for labor to start and it didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, like I, I thought for sure that weekend and yeah. I felt crampy, you know, they talked about and stuff, okay. but other than that, like nothing really picked up. I had some like timeable Braxton Hicks, 
they were just Braxton Hakes, like no pain whatsoever, but they were kind of timeable and had a pattern that would taper out. And the midwives would call and check on me, you know, and they're like, don't hesitate as soon as labor starts because it's going to go fast for you. And I'd heard that this whole time, but I was like, at that point, started doubting that too. Like it's going to be another long labor like my daughter's. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess Sunday night, so this was Friday that I had the sweep. Sunday night, I was like, okay, it's not happening. And so I was super melancholy and corny and dramatic and did like uh, on my Instagram stories, this like tribute to my pregnancy, <laughs> um, just the journey we had been on. And, you know, I was like, whenever you're ready, son, we're ready for journey you. Journey is over. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just, you just take your time. Like I'm done trying. Like I give in, like you take your time. I remember your stories getting like different where you were like, okay, <laughs> I accept this now. Like you just get yeah, to a I point like where you're... that happened with you too, Kaylee. <laughs> what, where I was just like over it. Yeah, I was over it. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to be pregnant forever. So yeah. this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I decided uh, it's done. Like it is what it is. I can't control things. I'm such a planner. And, you know, life always teaches me you cannot plan for things. You keep or trying, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever you want. We love you so much. Just take your time. And I actually, um, the old midwife's tale or whatever to like take, drink a glass of wine and go to bed type thing. Um, I somehow ended up with some wine. Um, it was like gotten the wrong cart this summer from like Aldi. So I had like wine on hand and I was like, I'm going to have a glass of wine and take a bath. Um, <laughs> and so I had a glass of wine, um, and I was like, that was delightful. Like, that was really nice. I needed that. And I went to bed and actually slept pretty good um, and woke up the next morning was his due date. And my son is very punctual. So that's, um, <laughs> I slept pretty good. I woke up that morning and instead of feeling like defeated or whatever, I just felt very large. And I just decided I'm just going to relax and not worry about anything. You know, I'm not going to put um, real clothes on. I'm just going to take it easy. Um, so my daughter, and I'm going to let my daughter eat snacks and watch movies and do whatever she wants all day. I don't care. So my husband was still working from home and he was set up in our dining room. Cause at that point he moved from our office to the dining room or like our kitchen table because towards the end of my pregnancy, I could not stay awake. Um, I you know, he worried about the two-year-old and what she would get into. So, I mean, I was like, I really tried to stay awake, and but I just lost all energy. Um, so he was set up in here on his normal Monday, like, Zoom meetings. And I fell asleep on the couch with my daughter. She was watching The Lion King. Um, I dozed off. And then at 8.30, I sat up and said, whoa. Um, and, you know, like, when you have that pajama labor type, you're like, is this a contraction? Is it not? So I'd experienced that um, for a couple of weeks, but I sat up and was like, whoa, that it was like a real one. And all of a sudden he just like looked at me and his, and I was like, I'm fine. It's not, you know, cause again, I was convinced I'm not going into labor and no way am I going to go into labor on my due date. Who does that? Like, it's not going to happen. Um, so um I sat there for maybe like 10 minutes and had another one I'm like yeah that's a real contraction but I didn't say anything like he kept like eyeing me and um I just tried to play it cool and I had my 40 week um video or telehealth appointment with my midwife at like 10 30 or no maybe 9 30 so I was like well I'm gonna get up and get around for that appointment 
um, like wash my face and like put my hair up so I look at least look kind of presentable. So I go and I kind of start getting ready and I start having like contractions, but I'm like, no, it's, there's no way. Um, so I, but they pick up really fast. And so within like an hour, I'm waiting for my midwife to get on the call and I'm like rocking back and forth and I'm kind of like breathing through them. And I'm like, I wasn't going to call the on-call midwife because of, you know, I had that appointment already. I'm like, I'm not going to call. I'll just wait to my appointment and see what they say. Yeah. That's Um, good timing. (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of got panicky. I'm like, she was like maybe, you know, 10 minutes late. I'm like, where is she? Like she needs to get on here. And while I'm in there waiting for her to get on, I text my husband from the other room. I'm like, maybe you want to get our daughter's stuff ready. Um, just in case. And then like, not too long later, I'm like, okay, get her stuff together now. Like call your aunt now. Like, get, like it went from a moment of like, okay, get her stuff like together. That. Yeah. <laughs> then all, you know, like 10 minutes later, I'm like, okay, now, like it needs to be now I'm serious. And he's like, I am. And I heard them like scurrying and the midwife pops on and she's like, happy due date. And I'm like, well, actually I'm in labor, I think. And, um, she actually like watches me like I have to stop for a contraction and like breathe through them. And she's like, good, like breathe. There you go. Just work that, you know, talking me through it. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I think you're probably having a baby today and only 1% of babies are born on their due date. So that's really cool. Um, I think you should go ahead and get your stuff together and call the on-call midwife um, around like 10 30 or 11, you know, but don't wait. Like if it picks up, don't, wait anymore uh, or wait too long um and she's like but I'll go ahead and let her know what's going on and I was like okay and through the course of like after that they picked up really fast like I had three back to back that were intense where I was like trying to like soak up my daughter before my husband took her um he was gonna go drop her off at daycare we kept her home that day and I was trying to like soak it up but then I had a huge one I was like okay take her take her like (laughs) I was like pretty anxious for my husband to get back it was just like you know, he was gone for maybe 30 minutes, but I was pretty anxious at that point for him to get home so we could get on the road because of how intense and how fast it picked up. I was a little, you know, like once you really are in labor, you get panicky, or at least I do. Um, I I think it's just natural because all of a sudden your body's like, whoa. Um, So he got home and we called the on-call midwife and I was like, we're going to go ahead and head in if that's okay. And she's like, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Um, so we leave our house at like 1045. So 830 first contraction, get in the car at 1045. Um, and I turn on, um, I'd made this like playlist this time, a birth playlist. And I always hear people say, oh, I never used it, but I worked so hard on it this summer. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to listen to it. And I had some songs that like really resonated with me. So, um, but only like, I ended up only listening to two songs on that playlist or like only two of them, like. I could deal with, I guess the whole drive. Um, I had like the seat warmers on and like a hot water bottle <laughs> on me to kind of like help cope. And I just kind of stand out. Like I closed my eyes and, you know, it really wasn't too bad. Like I was able to like breathe through, you know, I just focused on my breathing and I don't want to say it was like super painful or anything. It's just, they were obvious contractions and they were strong, but I <laughs> much for me or anything. Um, I just kind of, stayed calm and kept my eyes closed the whole drive. So my husband apparently had been timing them though the whole time in the car. I didn't know it. Um, so we get to the birth center and because of COVID, you have to have your temps taken and stuff. Um, 
course, I was sitting on oh, the gosh. seat warmer with a hot water bottle. And it was August, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my husband and I both registered as having a temperature and I was like, oh, great. Oh um, I know. But luckily they were like, cool. Like I told him what I'd been doing and he was like sweating. So because <laughs> I had the air off. So they let me, they let us go back to triage. Um, and they like hooked us, hooked me up, check to, you know, check my contractions and everything. And, um, I cooled down pretty fast. He was like, while she was out of the room, like doing everything to like cool himself down. Like he was fanning himself. And I think he even like stuck his head to like, he was sitting there and the doorknob was there, like to the cool metal doorknob trying to like <laughs> anything he could think of. I, I saw like the panic on his face of like, what if, um, but luckily our temps went down, um, while we were in triage and she was like, you know, have you been timing them or anything? And I was like, no. And he's like, yes, they're four minutes apart or they've been like four minutes apart. And she's like, well, actually they're about two minutes apart now. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I was pretty proud of myself because it really wasn't too intense or anything. I was able to like, even being hooked up to the monitors again, um, I was able to stay calm, like breathe through them, which it helped. I could like lay on my side and not have to be in a weird angle. But, um, so we get in the room, we got to the birth center at like 1130 and we get in the room, um, not too long after that. And I think once we were in the actual like room of the birth center and it was the one that I'd had in my mind the whole time, like my body was then it decided to relax and be like go time. Um, and I, I'd always liked their bathrooms there at the birth center. I know it sounds weird, but to me, like anytime I'm sick or anything, I want to like hang out in the bathroom. I don't know. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. When I labor at home, I'm in our bathroom and they have like amazing, huge bathrooms in all three of their birth suites with like a huge shower and the whole floor is like tile and they've got like twinkle lights in there and it's really pretty. Um, so I walked into the bathroom and it's like all of a sudden my body like kicked it up a notch and I was like, okay, I have to get out of here because it was so, was like such an, I don't know. I just felt so calm and nice. And then she had told us, I had asked about the tub or the pool um, as we were going into the room. And she said, well, we don't want to put you in too soon. You know, we don't want to put people in too soon. So if you feel pressure or anything, you know, or, pushing on your bottom, like then we'll, we'll get it filled up and you can get in it. And I'd already was feeling that, but then I always doubt myself. So I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, it's not the real thing. Like, that's not what I'm feeling. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I already was feeling like pressure. Um, so I had planned to use the birth, like the room was so nice. They had all kinds of things you could use. Um, but it was picking up so fast. I couldn't really do anything. There's a huge dresser, like right outside the bathroom. That was like the perfect height for me to bend over on it. So I'm kind of tall. Um, and I couldn't move from that spot. Like I couldn't use, utilize anything else in the room. Um, so I ended up being like hunched over this dresser and just kind of swaying and having my husband rub my back. And with my daughter, like the counter pressure on my hips was amazing. Um, and he tried to do that once and this time around, I was like, no, like, don't do that. Don't touch me. <laughs> Did not work. So <laughs> all I could do is like have him rub my back. Um, and he was still trying because it happened so fast. He brought his laptop <laughs> and was trying to like send out emails to everyone <laughs> about like what's going on and wrap up work. And so he had his like laptop set on that dresser and he's rubbing my back with one hand and trying to like type with the other. 
and he, he'd be like, okay, just one minute. Let me oh try to gosh. finish this email. And he would start and take his hands off me. I'm like, no, 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 you can't, you can't stop. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so I think he knew it was real too. And I had my um, playlist going, my song, my one song, and it's kind of like a real Zen song that I'd heard on like a birth video. I found it. So it was um, just like a breath type song um, that helped you breathe. So that was like all I could listen to on repeat and he's rubbing my back. And I told the midwife, like she came in to check on me and I was like, can we fill the pool now, please? <laughs> um, and so she got it going. And um, so let's see. So I, I started to get nauseous too. And I kind of felt like I needed to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to go to the bathroom and be stuck on the toilet and have a baby in the, in the toilet. Yeah, that's always, it's always a fear. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wouldn't let myself um, sit down in the bathroom or anything. So I get in and it's like, I could tell she was kind of worried that it was too hot and she like had a thermometer and was checking it. And I was like, I don't care. It's fine. Like, um, I got in and it was like instant relief, but then things intensified like a million times over. Of course, with my luck, like it was a busy day at the birth center. There was someone who'd been laboring there for a really long time, I think. Um, from what I can tell, my husband kind of oh caught gosh. it like someone had to be transferred. And then later someone came in to be monitored that was like in preterm labor. So it was a crazy day. So it was just my husband and I, um, cause the midwife and the midwife assistant, they were busy, um, or preoccupied. Mm -hmm. So it was just us. I got in the tub and, um, it in instantly got super intense. I couldn't like move around. I kind of was on my knees with my head over the side and I couldn't really move from that position. Like I kind of swayed a little bit, but it got so intense. And then all of a sudden I needed the music off too. <laughs> And then he would try to tell me stuff. I'm like, talk to me. I need you to talk to me. But then he would say some stuff that was like too corny for me. I'm like, no, no, don't say that. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you're in transition, you just, I don't know. It's, and I've heard about it from all the stories I listen to and stuff, you know, like I know, but when you're in it, you just, you can't control like, oh yeah, you're it's in like such, a different world you'll never feel something as strange as that <laughs> i know it's, it's like i thought i being the control freak i am would be able to be calm and have um breathe my baby out and mm. you know you see all these beautiful videos of people just being super quiet and calm yeah. uh -huh. breathing, and out comes their baby and it's so zen and i thought i could be like that and i couldn't um <laughs> i was trying so hard to be quiet um but I, next thing I start like making noises and kind of like grunting more with each contraction. And I, I wasn't getting much of a break either. Um, and, you know, my midwife came in finally and she's like, I've been wanting to get in here with you. I've been waiting, you know, to be able to, to where I could get in here with you. Mm -hmm. um, but she didn't really, you know, there the whole time they asked if I wanted to be checked from the time we walked in the door. And I said, mm -hmm. no, because I didn't want to be um, mm -hmm. not dilated very much, but I kind of felt like maybe I was dilated, dilating fast, but I didn't want to know. Um, so that was really cool that she just was like, we're here for you, whatever you need. And so if you want me to check you or whatever you need. And so, um, at that point, I didn't know what I needed anymore. I just needed everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just was kind of in the zone and all I could do was like stare into my husband's eyes and like have him kind of like talk to me 
calmly and just kind of remind me of why the goal, you know, and then I start Mm -hmm. the crazy talk of, you know, like when you're in transition, I started saying, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Um, Meaning having a birth center birth versus the hospital (laughs) and like not having access to any medication. I was like, why, why did we do this? I can't do this. It's too hard. I can't do this. This is really hard. And then, um, like you were, I loved your birth story, Kaylee, about the, um, like the bodily fluids and stuff you can't control. (laughs) What, and it's like, and I'm going to talk about it. I decided like going into, I knew I was going to do this interview that I was just going to be honest because I think people need to hear it. Um, but you know, everyone talks about being scared. They're going to poop in labor. Um, and it really wasn't a fear for me with my daughter at all. Like I knew people did it, but I think the castor oil helped me <laughs> uh, be cleared out. But this time around, like I literally felt like I had no control of my body and I had like really strong contractions that felt like pushy. And next thing I know, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to the bathroom. Like I was horrified um at that sensation and I I could feel it but I wasn't sure if I was or not because um another thing I kept saying is that I was so scared because with my daughter Mm -hmm. I made it all the way through but I didn't make it to the pushing um unmedicated Mm -hmm. and so I was scared of the ring of fire and pushing and I was I was just like I'm scared I don't know if I can do it and I my body was pushing and I just kept fighting it because I was scared and then also like I didn't want to keep like pooping myself. I was just <laughs> so you're just like clenching. Bye. You're like nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like my whole body was clenched up, and I looked at the midwife assistant because the more vocal I got, they just kind of entered the room. Mm-hmm. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see them kind of like scurrying around, gathering stuff on their little cart and scooting it closer. And then the midwife assistant comes and sits on this little stool at the foot of the bed. And they just kind of scoot closer and closer, which was really cool without like talking to me or bothering me at all. So I knew it was getting close um, and they knew, I guess, by the sounds I was making. So um, I just kept apologizing to the midwife and her assistant too. Like, I know everyone poops and it's normal, but I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I know it's normal. Like I just kept apologizing. so funny. I love um, that. <laughs> Um, so I just kept fighting the sensation of push, which made my contractions a million times Ugh. worse. Like oh, every time I'd have one, I would just tense up my body fighting it. Um, it's a scary because feeling I just was, when there's yeah. like, you can feel like this huge thing moving down and it's, it's really, it's unnerving. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. it very well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I said, it was like a train. I described it mm-hmm. in one of my posts. Like it literally felt like a train the whole time, a runaway train. And the train was coming out of me at this yeah. point. Like, and I was just, I was terrified. So I fought it and I kept clenching. Um, and it just was so intense. Like literally I was on fire and I kept saying, I know if I release and let go, it will feel better, but I can't, like, I just can't let myself. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's okay. Take your time. Like whenever you're ready. Um, and they're like, let us know if you want to push. And then finally, um, I couldn't fight it anymore. Like it was so intense. I was like, okay, I'm pushing. I can't fight anymore. I'm pushing, but I didn't really like intentionally push. All I did was just relax. Mm -hmm. Um, and instantly was like instant relief. And, um, like the birth nerd that I am, I love the show called the midwife. I don't know if anybody Mm -hmm. out there watches that show, but (laughs) I always loved in their births when the midwives are like, okay, a little push for me. Can you pant? Um, 
And so that like, for some reason popped in my head when I'm like out of my mind um, and having this out of body experience. So like, I instantly like I release and I feel him calm down. There's no like pain or anything. And I just remember all the midwife into pants. So I had these like little panting breaths, like, and it felt like no pain, nothing. And then I kind of had this like out of body experience where I don't even know, like pretty sure I screamed, but I don't like, I didn't feel the ring of fire or anything. I just, I really don't even know where I was at that point. And next thing I know, um, my husband's saying, babe, he's here. And the midwife saying, reach down the water and pull out your baby. And I was just like, like what? Huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> um, but, like he just like shot out, I guess. And there's this like floating little, I just, you know, I don't even remember what I was looking at. Like, I don't even like next thing I know, I just see this little like lump, I guess, in the water. So weird. Dark. Um, so yeah. Weird. And, and that was another thing that was cool about the midwives and them kind of letting me do my thing and them sneaking closer. Um, right before that happened, my midwife put on a headlamp and like got close, but like didn't say anything. That was before I said I was pushing or anything. She just knew to <laughs> put yeah. on her headlamp um and get she was like right there and then I just kind of let go and so I reached in and pulled out this like little lump um covered in vernix and I just saw dark hair like it was all a blur and then I'm like oh his cord is really short like you know you hear so many stories I thought because I couldn't pull him up all the way and she's like well it's around his neck just flip him over and so you know it was crazy that I was just so calm I just flipped him upside down and she flipped the cord off his neck and there was a baby and the pain and like, I hate to say pain, but I guess be honest, like yeah. in that moment, like yeah. right before it is kind of painful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, it was crazy. It was all gone. Like I just it really instantly it's was gone like, as oh, fast gone. as it, as it comes that that at the end, when you can feel the baby moving down, like that is uncomfortable, but then it's just, it goes away <laughs> somehow. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So and it was wild to me that like the second I let go, and let my body do what it was supposed to do. Like the pain was gone and he, like I could feel him move down, but it didn't hurt mm -hmm. and no ring of fire or anything. Like he just literally the fetal ejection reflex, which I heard a lot about on kept popping up this summer and the stories and stuff I listened to. So maybe that was a sign. Mm -hmm. um, but that was really cool that he just like literally shot out. Like there wasn't a moment where it was like, there's his head. Like I literally, he just shot out and Ow. there he was in the water um, that's so crazy <laughs> yeah it's like the it perfect wild. example of like surrendering to the pain and then the baby's just like okay here I come yeah. <laughs> which is crazy like I know all this you, yes, and you know you know this but when it's happening to you oh, and I so even hard. reminded myself now yeah I was like now remember when you're in it like try to remember this but you can't when you're in it yeah um, it is so it's primal mm -hmm. um so like after my daughter, I was just like amazed and in love that she was here, but this time it was more, which I was amazed and in love and he was adorable, but it was more like, I, I just kept saying, I can't believe I did that. Like mm -hmm. what? Like, I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. That was wild. And then, um, we were in the tub for like a few minutes and I was like, can you, can you take our picture? <laughs> because we didn't have anyone with us, um, cause of COVID and everything. So, um, I snapped our picture and I was like, okay, can I get out now? <laughs> and I was, they hadn't delivered the placenta yet. And I was able to like get out of the tub, which they helped me because I was shaky, but like I was able to stand up and hold my baby and step over the tub and get back. Like amazing to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I was able to do that. And then 
we got in bed and like laid there for a little bit while they waited for um, the placenta to be delivered. Um, and at one point she kind of like tugged on the cord um, to see if it would come out. And it's crazy. I literally just had a baby naturally, but I was like, oh, can you not do that? <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, and he was like eight pounds, three ounces. So he wasn't a tiny baby. Um, but I had like one little um, tear and she said, you know, I could give you a stitch or, you know, you could just, I don't have to. And it's like, oh, I don't want any needles yeah, or fast. anything. <laughs> so, yeah, just crazy. I was scared of that too after I just had this like baby. Um, but yeah, so it was crazy. So he came out at like 1.30, I think. So wow. 830 so cool. sat up on the couch and said whoa and I had him got in the tub at like 1230 and he was here at 130 got in the room uh -huh. at like 1230 or um 1130 1140 ish so that is quick oh my gosh Super that's fast. amazing <laughs> so how was your postpartum and how long did you actually stay at the birth center so normally they keep you like six to eight hours I think um after to make sure everything's good and then you get to go home um but they sent his blood off or to the cord bank or something I don't know to get it tested um because I'm type o positive um so for some reason the lab took a while and so we stayed maybe like 12 hours or more um but right after um they got me all cleaned up and everything we were able to like order brunch from a really nice like little place in Atlanta and they delivered because of COVID everything is delivery now so it was awesome that's really nice yeah <laughs> so we had like I had these amazing pancakes in bed and we were just able you know we missed our daughter and wish she could be there because because of COVID no children or anything but at the same time it was so nice this time to not have anybody there but just us versus my daughter you know everyone wants to see the baby um and stuff even if you don't want that much family at the hospital there's still going to be you know parents and whatever so this time it was literally just us and that was nice to not be interrupted um and also at the hospital you know how it is like people coming in every so often and they take your baby even if you want your baby in the room they take it down to the nursery um, and I hated that with my daughter like I want her here with me why do you need to keep taking her um Oh gosh, I used to get so yes. anxious. Yeah, you like watch the clock. I felt it's such, it's another primal thing. I felt like a dog, like you take the puppies away. Like that's what I felt like. I kept watching the clock and I hated every time I took her and like they cut her nails, which is totally not a big deal. But I was like, I wanted to cut her nails for the first time. That's my baby. Yeah, I like, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it was so nice to, no one took him. He was just with me and they did his um, newborn exam and everything in the bed um, right there with us. And it was really nice and calm and so That's we left it was kind of late um but because of the turnover rate and such a high volume and covid has really picked up their business um everyone's wanting to mm -hmm. or is looking into birth centers and stuff instead of the hospital now um you really can't stay they don't let you stay if you're healthy and fine past you know the normal time just because they need the rooms there's only three so um we went home and my husband just thought it was amazing that we pulled into our driveway 12 hours wow. on the dot from when we left. Yeah, it really but is. Everyone else was freaked out by it apparently after the fact. Like apparently that's some like horrible thing like and scary <laughs> to most people. 
that you would be home so soon. Mm. Um, and I was like, why would you want to stay in a hospital um, that long and be exposed to stuff? Yeah, just be comfortable with your um, own stuff. It's so nice. <laughs> it really yeah, is. Yeah, it was super nice. Um, so I, because I didn't get a stitch, she said just to be sure to keep my legs together and lay flat. And I took that very seriously. Um, I tried to, um, that first week I tried to, I stayed in bed and I was worried because of like, before I decided to accept my acceptance and go to the nursing program, I was worried or I'd planned to have like this traditional postpartum period of sitting in, you know, like I was going to eat warm food and keep my room hot and stay in bed for like, you know, however long, like try the ancestral mm-hmm. postpartum thing. But then with school, I was like, I'm going to have to jump right back into school. So I was kind of sad. I wouldn't have that, but I was able to stay in bed that first week. Um, and I had done a lot of prepping because I'm a planner. So we had our freezer filled um, with food and um, then we got on a meal our church did like a meal train for us so for the first two weeks we had meals brought to us and then also our freezer stash so that was really nice um, and it was just really nice like I got the rest like I was really surprised that I still got to rest as much as I did um, especially with a toddler like that's the hardest part is like oh yeah you're too yeah. wanting you you know and not understanding why I can't pick her up or whatever right um, and I think, so I, I emailed my teachers the day after and said, so I won't be in class this week. <laughs> they were totally like, they were expecting that. Like they were super supportive. Um, and I just did class online. So I had a Monday and Thursday, I like zoomed in for class. Oh, wow. And did like was video call. For, yeah. <laughs> and still listened to my lectures and everything that week. Um, but I jumped right back into it. And then the next week I went back to class, but they were like, what are you doing here? Oh we didn't expect to see you so soon. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. I would have stayed at home longer. Like, <laughs> oh, um, no. Actually, I'm going <laughs> to go. turn around and go home. I'll see you on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I, yeah, I, I, if I'd have known that I would, you know, I didn't want to push it and be like, right. um, my gosh, wow. Stay home. So, you know, it's a nursing, it's nursing nursing school it's a little bit more intense and stuff. yeah definitely so but only going one week yeah. one day a week um and then every other Friday for lab it's been really nice so I've still been able to be at home with him yeah um and get that time I was worried that he wouldn't get the time like my daughter did and he has so it's been good like breastfeeding that was my other fear is like with her it was such a struggle um to produce in the beginning and I think looking back it was from stress and having visitors and stuff and like super stressful so this time um my milk came in really fast and I was able to store a lot just from the haka um awesome and build a freezer stash like super fast so he because I was worried like the first day I go back and him not having anything so he had we have plenty of milk saved up for him um, and my husband's able to stay home with him while I'm in oh, class. That's nice. So, that's really nice. Yeah. Like if you're going to have a baby during nursing school, like COVID has definitely made it. <laughs> my gosh. Wow. Okay. That is amazing so, that you can make it all work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. Like people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just keep one step at a time. I'm insane. Yeah. I, I guess know. it just becomes it's your nor- your normal thing. It's just how you do it. You start it back early and you know, it just, yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if I get like, when I get 
everyone like three meals a day done and laundry folded I'm like success today and you're like doing <laughs> yeah if she was going through nurse nursing yeah, I'm school like, okay <laughs> oh that, no like that's what I have to remind myself I'm so hard on myself sometimes about like feeling behind like I'm not I mean I'm, I'm fine in school but I'm not as like prepared and ahead in school as I like to be because with kids I've learned you have to be kind of ahead um in case they get sick or anything you know you never know what pops up but I've just kind of been doing my assignments and stuff right on time and then the house is like chaotic and kind of a mess and I have to remind myself like I just had yeah. a baby yeah, it's like not it's, gonna, fine. it's only gonna <laughs> fine. get easier <laughs> you know it's only yeah. gonna get easier from here so yeah so I, I keep reminding myself of that but other than that it's been great um and he's literally the opposite oh of my daughter Sorry, that was Hilda that um, just burped <laughs> not, not that she, oh my gosh oh, no, that's so fine. loud uh, <laughs> wow sorry about that um no you totally understand but like she was hard to get to go to mm -hmm. sleep she still is hard to get uh -huh. to go to sleep but she didn't sleep very good and she was attached she had to be attached to my boob like 24 7 and you could not set her down oh, yeah. ever super clingy which is fine like babies need you but I had told him my whole pregnancy I'm like okay you're gonna need to be calm and you're gonna need to sleep good and it's gonna have to be okay if I set you down and he is delivered like he's a dream oh, wow. um, That's awesome. he's, you can like <laughs> like I always like was amazed at people who said they like laid their or like, like all the books that say when you're supposed to like lay your baby down as they're drifting off and not quite asleep yet. I'm like, how do you do that? Because my daughter always just screamed. Um, and as soon as she woke up, she would scream. Like when the books say like, let them lay there for a little bit as they're waking up. I'm like, what? That's not even realistic. But he really does like, <laughs> he just will drift off to sleep and he's content being laid down and it's been good. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, you're lucky. I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> even my one-year-old. No, they're like yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> well the, everyone's like how are you sleeping and I'm like well our two-year-old is still waking up multiple yeah, times during the night but the baby's good <laughs> that's how I felt when I had my first two my my I felt like my toddler was like more... always the difficult one yes. yeah yeah it's yeah. pretty much how it goes <laughs> <laughs> my gosh well that sounds like a pretty amazing second birth <laughs> yeah like looking back it really like so at first right after it which I'm sure, I mean, I've not heard that many people talk about, but I'm sure everyone experiences this. Like right after it's into, like, I was like, I don't want to do that oh, again. Yeah. Like I've heard people say, oh, I could do that again. Like one of Ina May's documentaries, um, <laughs> one of the ladies on the farm was like, let's do that again. And I was not that, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to have another baby. Yeah. Like that was intense. And I, I thought I didn't handle it very well because I was so loud and vocal. And I was so mortified that I pooped. <laughs> oh, you are not alone. <laughs> it just like scarred me. So I was like, oh, that was intense. But each day that passed, I was like, it wasn't that bad. Until where now I'm like, ah, it was not that painful at all. Of it was, course, you know, of like, course. How quickly we forget, right? Yeah. As soon as, soon as yeah, I had so. Felix, I said the same thing. I was like, never again. And then like a couple of days later, I was like, oh, maybe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like at first it freaks you out, the yes, intensity of it. Exactly. Like that it just totally I was like that was so intense <laughs> but yeah and, and I felt kind of guilty for feeling that way like I should no I, I, think I think that most people no. say like no no like right after you just went through that like crazy experience you're like never again and then yeah you, you really do it yeah. just becomes like oh no it wasn't, it wasn't you really do forget 
<laughs> yeah. so funny how that works. So why don't you yeah. tell listeners how they can get in touch with you? Okay. Um, so I don't want to say I'm really big on Instagram. I'm really big as in like, I like to do Instagram, but I'm not very big on Instagram. I like watching um, your stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm always like, does anybody care? We do. Um, but it's kind of like my sounding board. <laughs> um, but it's uh, my Instagram is eat, pray, run mama. And it's M O M M A. Cool. Well, we will um, put a link to that in the show notes for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories with us. That was so cool to hear them both. Thank you for having me. I always wanted to share like my birth stories, but then I'm like, "Eh, are they really that entertaining? But I think every birth is so cool. Oh my gosh, they're awesome. I think people are really (laughs) going to enjoy listening to them. Thank you so much, Sam, for taking the time and sharing your story with us. We really enjoyed hearing it. We really did. And like we said, she's an Instagram friend. So you too should follow us on Instagram because we love chatting with you guys and following along. It's at birth naturally. And like we mentioned before, make sure to go over to iTunes, give us a review if you would really appreciate it. And happy Thanksgiving guys, because we won't talk to you before then. So yeah, have a good holiday. Talk to you next time.